I'm too sick, I'm too sick, I'm too sick, yeah, uh Hey, man, what? Hey, hey, no I be like, uh, watch your mouth They ain't know how far I take it, they ain't know it's my house Everything I do is to offend We wanna all win, gotta top 10 But I top your 10, uh, but I top your bins, uh, but I top your M's, uh, but I top your limbs, uh Yo, 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 what's good, what's happening, we back, brand new episode of the Black Talkies of Culture, this is your boy Chris J, glad to be back, we got the whole squad, I'm here for the first time in a long time, we got the whole squad, plus, we got Miles back as a guest, G, so, welcome Miles, as always, what's up, what's up, DC's back from, uh, Long uh family babysitting. He from his bout arc. arc. <laughs> his bout arc. Ah, it's it's damn. That's even worse. <laughs> I don't know what's worse, full break or bout arc. A full oh. bringer all day. That this was ass. Bringer because it's canon. Yeah, <laughs> let's give it that. Yeah. And then Cam, he's he's out. He's out on vacation. He's here, faithful, out here. <laughs> Flexing with the, the views, uh, and then got trust sad here. What you in Florida, Cam? I'm in uh, Myrtle Beach. <laughs> Yo, try. I just realized your name on fucking Zoom is Waller Snicker. What the fuck? Is that from Beach we'll, Boy? We'll get we to that. We'll get to that later. We'll okay. get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. But let's get into this episode with what's cracking, what we've been watching uh, lately. I'm just gonna keep it G real. In terms of anime, I didn't watch no, really shit. No, no weekly this week for none of us. Nothing. I, no well, weeklies at all. Like, I, Look, really, only thing, like, only weekly I watched was remake G. That's the only one. I didn't watch none of them. I'm taking a break from anime. Yeah, Did like today, Tokyo? this was like a week off for me. <laughs> yeah, we we can't play. We can't play the Tokyo Revengers thing for the one time. I was waiting on y'all review, man. I gotta go I meant, watch it now. What I meant fuck? to watch Tokyo Revengers, but gee, I took the most fire nap, bro, before. We... <laughs> I, was, I was on this flight with kids, bro. I'm not trying to. Nope. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Zero Mortal Plan, bro. Yeah. It... I think I did watch it, but I forgot. On episode five of Tokyo Revengers, because I just haven't watched it. See, Miles. See, Miles. You're missing that much. Up. So I don't believe I am, you know. I have people updating me on what's going on in the manga. So my, now manga wise, I'm what, I'm That's deep it. in the trenches <laughs> in the manga. Manga wise, I'm deep in the trenches on Tokyo Ghoul. I mean uh, Tokyo Revengers. So I'm I'm in the field with that. But you in the field? With, yeah, no, nah, I'm not in the so field with that, bro. I just Miles, you, you I just, just I'm not watching it, I'm not reading it. Hey, but uh, so just to cover the anime part, Daytro. Go ahead and tell us what you've been watching, because <laughs> you've been on, you've been on a, you've been oh, anime watching this week. <laughs> I, I will say, I'll say one thing before Daytrio goes on his tangent. Um, because we all have a universal clown this week, kind of, sort of. Uh, we'll get to that when we get to that. But for me, I will say that my, what I've been watching was uh, Diamond, Ace of Diamond. Oh That's yeah, <laughs> the baseball and, anime. All you Ace of Diamond fans who was capping for Haiku, y'all are like my honorary clowns. <laughs> I'm on episode like 20-something, bro. And like, this one I say like Haiku is truly the GOAT because like I could go back 
and high, to high Q and rewatch season two, season three, and a little bit of season four, and those moments still hit. I still get excited. I still get emotional over those moments. There has not been a single impactful moment in Ace of Diamond in like the 20 something episodes I watched. And this show has 178 episodes. A hundred and what? A hundred and seventy-eight. Three seasons. None of that stuff hit. So, yeah, that show. It's a baseball anime, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah fuck that. I want because because I watch Major, right? If if anybody's looking for a good baseball anime, Major's top tier. But Ace of Diamonds, like my God, no, none. Of, I don't care about none of the characters. None of the games stick. Nothing. The, the only thing that show has going for it is animation. That's it. Mm. So, you Ace of Diamond fans are some goofies for saying because I was a bunch of is a bunch of comments that I've been seeing saying like this is way better than High Q. I'm like, cat. Somebody lied today. Definitely did. Well, go ahead, Daytra. So, uh, so last week, if we recorded last week, yeah, we did. Uh, okay, I talked about like High Q. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I talked about like high Q and <laughs> and how I've been, you know, back on my anime watching stuff. So I was like, let me try to watch some stuff that these guys didn't get a chance to review, uh, and just do a quick like, was it fire or was it not? Um. So two shows. One I didn't finish. One I did. One is called Odd Taxi. Odd Taxi is by I far the things about that show. The me best too. anime of the spring season. I, I know there was a lot of anime that people love. People fell in love with. Watched, people call it an underrated season. It was underrated fire. Odd Taxi was better than all of that. Um, the way that the premises, I know a lot of people stand office when they see anim, anim, anamorphic, whatever it's called, um, characters, and they be like, oh, it's furry shit. I will tell you this right now. I don't think there was any, like, you know, like sexual things that was going on. People had sex, but it wasn't like, you know, scene or anything like that. It was like, you know, a motherfucker under a cover, like with one scene. But it wasn't no, like, you know, kind of like B-Stars when that wolf almost got blown off by a bunny. Like, it wasn't nothing like that. Um, but it was a very good show. It was a crime drama, but it was kind of like a slice of life at the same time. Because you want to know more about this world. The opening and the ending, very, very good. Uh, it's The opening... Foreshadows the whole entire show, so it's it's really nice. But um, so I, I do I don't want to really spoil it because I really want y'all to get a chance to watch uh, Odd Taxi. It's only twelve episodes. It's done. Like there will be no more after it, I believe. Um, but how the show goes, it's a taxi driver, forty, you know, things of that nature. But you get dwells into this like this life that he did not ask for. But in the beginning of the show, they let you know that he has a sickness, but they never say what it is. So they say, like, you know, <clears throat> like, uh, what type of sickness do, uh, I won't call him Walrus nigga, because he got a Japanese name that I'm not pronouncing. So what type of sickness does Walrus nigga have? Walrus nigga, uh, you know, is something in his brain from a childhood trauma. So he asked, like, the doctor asked him, like, what do you see? I see the doctor, which was a, a gorilla. He was like, I see a gorilla. He's like, what's that? He's like, I see a, a alpaca, which was like the nurse. So you, you understand, like, they created the animal universe and stuff like that. But a crying drama dwells, and it all happens in the backseat of his taxi. But 
what makes this show good is not necessarily the things that happen within a plot, but the dialogue that's carrying it. A lot of people, look, I'm not a movie buff to say this, but I understand what they mean when they say it. A lot of people say that the dialogue is Tarantino-esque, in which a lot of things get covered in which they talk. Um, a lot of, like, you, like me personally, y'all know me, right? I see talking, I press skip. Not because I'm an action whore, it's because, dog, I, I just can't do it. <laughs> like, like, some shit just be boring. I don't care about this young teenage guy's love life. I don't care. And I don't care how bad he's struggling with it. So I don't really watch Slice of Life. I don't really watch Romance except for that one that made me cry. But I do rock with this show because it isn't pseudo Slice of Life, yes. But it create, like it creates a lot of like, ugh, when watching it. Um, it has a very, like a lot of people are talking about the ending because it's vague. And people always do that with endings. But I think like the, the ending being vague, you know, that's not the reason why the show was so freaking good from front to finish. The show is so freaking good from front to finish is because it did this way of like the plot, how everything going around and everybody, other problems all converge into one and it all involved the backseat of this nigga taxi dog is really, really good. I want to tell the plot, but I actually want y'all to watch it. Give it a try. It's, it's like, to say the pace is fast, it's not. It's not a fast-paced show, but the dialogue will keep you like this the whole entire time. You know, you understand, you you want to know what the heck going on. There's funny parts in the show throughout, so it's not going to like, you know, you're going to be like, what the fuck? These niggas just talking. It's funny parts. For me, like personally, a, a nigga who don't give a shit about certain things, I'll definitely say give Raw West nigga a try or Odd Taxi. Um, it's my anime of the year uh, in terms of what has released. My anime idea, but um, what's next? Uh, oh, and then I, I attempted to watch VV Florette, uh, Florite song, VV Florite song, right? Because I saw that it was like I, I just watched some crime psychological drama shit now. Taxi, let me try to watch this. Is the animation really, really good? Heck yeah. Very is it a pack of meat? Hell yeah. <laughs> a big humping. Are we talking about Death Note? No, no. Not, no I'm going to oh. get to Death Note last. Oh, I'm going to get to Death Note last. But Vivi uh, and, and is Vivi Florette song. Kim, if you... Oh, did, you, did, you, did, you re, did you finish it all? No. He only got the five episodes. I, I went on Funimation and I saw him like, I, oh, he went to five know. episodes. I tell you, I don't... Even if it's not an integral part... Well, I tell you, I really genuinely, unless it was like your line April that has a hint of romance in it, don't fuck with music anime like that. It ain't, but the thing is, the music, not even a C plot, dog. It's not it, even a C plot. It's really not. <laughs> the, the plot is so, the plot is about AIs taking over the world in like 100 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, you lost me. <laughs> so. <laughs> Cam, I said it when I was talking about the show last season. <laughs> so, y'all heard Chris talk about the show. Literally. It, don't get me wrong, the animation was fire, but I would, I would, crisp, I would rather watch Odd Taxi again. I probably finish it, uh, but like it was so like the funniest part in that whole entire show is when she tried to save that little bitch in the plane, and that bear was like, "Nope, nah, some niggas can't get saved." B. And she was like, "What the fuck you mean?" The plane blew up. I was like, "All right, you know, you got me. All right, you got me." 
But last but not least, I watch a lot of anime, right? Imagine me in a group, I try not to consume as much anime because I don't want to end up like heavily controller. So I try not to <laughs> consume any anime whatsoever. Into that. What, you, what you say? What you say, Cam? foreshadowing yeah so i try not to i try not to end up like it whatsoever but uh i did watch death note now i got a clown for a bunch of niggas who said this is one of the best enemies of all time they cap it it's cap it's it's high grade cap is death note bad no is it a pack of me And mid is not a bad thing, people. Mid is not bad. It spurns the debate about like if a show is truly classic. And to me, what makes a show classic is if it's timeless. And to me, if you rewatch, like I've had like my occasional times when I rewatch moments of Death Note, and I'm like, this show is not timeless. Like I don't think it adds up to today's standards that I see when it comes I would definitely say it was the gateway drug to a lot of niggas that watch anime. Yeah, right? that's like that's the how, same thing with niggas. That's how I, that's, that's what Death Note is. It's an entry level anime. If like, you want somebody you try to who, watch, you try to watch Naruto dubbed all over again through Netflix, you will want to shoot yourself because a lot of that shit ain't hitting. <laughs> like it ain't. Like you would just go to the parts that you remember the most, like me. I would just go to, you know, everything that involves Lee getting his ass kicked. And I'd be like, let's fucking go. But (laughs) in this sense, when I was watching Death Note, the only thing that kept me going was L. That is the, and not because L was some type of pseudo, you know, intelligent, mysterious nigga who don't wear shoes. Literally because he answered the phone like this. That's the only reason. That's the that's the only reason I kept watching because every time L answered the phone and I watched it dub by the way come on fight me but he hello yes I can do that for you no I have no problem yeah okay and then he hangs up the phone like there was one scene in which like because L knew it was folks the whole entire time like there was one scene in which the little girl who added no substance to the show whatsoever was you know also had a death note book to herself to herself. And she, um, like, you know, didn't want to spill the beans, so uh, Light had to have her go out. But they had cell phones, secret cell phones to exchange with each other. Long story short, L robbed her. And when he answered the phone, I was laughing the whole entire time because he kept picking up them damn phones. That's it. Um, that that's, that's pretty much it. Everything else, like, oh, like it wasn't nothing like... The, it wasn't like a psychological warfare. Like, niggas said, oh, the battle between L and Light is like, no, both of these niggas are like, L is not retarded. Light is a fucking dumbass. Like, like between... <laughs> my, okay, look, I can't wait till me and Cam dwell really into anime reviews because I'm going to start off the Death Note, my case for Light being gray and retarded. First thing that happened, this nigga, Got caught lacking by an FBI agent who literally don't know what the fuck is going on from a fucking America. So the FBI agent literally doing his job. Light fans out. The FBI agent just trailing him. Not even know Light was a goddamn nigga with the thing. Just trailing him. Light was like, I'm about to kill him. Killed him. 
cool, right? You be like, okay, like smart like that. He killed this nigga, even though this nigga didn't even know he was a fucking uh, uh, a fucking murderer, right? Then I, I live with that, right? I'm like, your whole purpose was not to kill innocents, but you killed the innocent nigga. I live with it, right? Then this nigga light when his when that nigga fucking fiance who literally is mourning her his death wanted to find out how he died he killed her for no and then this is the thing he made her commit suicide because she knew he was mourning y'all supposed to expect me to be like i'm rooting for this nigga fuck this nigga bro (laughs) (laughs) and and, and every fiber of my being i don't do ratings y'all know me i'll rate something like a slap out of a slap or some shit like that or fire Death Note was literally like something that you know how you're watching Netflix for like once a month. You come across a show you will never fucking finish. That was Death Note for me, bro. I, I I put it on. I was like, this is. Then I cut it off. I'm like, why am I watching this, dog? Like, I look. I understand a lot of niggas like Death Note, but it's a gateway drug, dog. Like, it's it's just gonna be. It's the same thing when motherfuckers watch Naruto. It's the same thing when motherfuckers watch the Cell Saga, fucking Dragon Ball Z. It's the same thing when motherfuckers watch. Fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! Or these things, or Pokemon and shit like that. Like, these are not, like, well, Pokemon is a classic, and Yu-Gi-Oh! is, too. Something that Death Note is not. But people are always going to have this nostalgic feeling when they first dip their penis into some first anime vagina, bro. But guess fucking what? After the post-nut clarity, it ain't holding up. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it definitely don't hold up. Like, it, 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 like to, to people like, like, when you talk about intelligence, people like light. I mean, not like people like fucking. Um, Chris said his name in the chat. They uh, lose. People like they lose. They lose is just fucking intelligent, and that was his whole character of being. When they lose, did something wrong, he made it right, right through intelligence. But he always stayed with the plan that he wanted to do. Like it was always the same. No matter what, if the viewer got tricked, it was always the same at the end, right? This fucking nigga, like, after after a while, I don't know what the fuck was this. I didn't know what was his purpose after after he killed them two FBI agents. I didn't yeah. even know what was the point of him, like, even because even I'm just killing niggas that deserve to die. Nigga, you ain't the judge and the executioner, my nigga. Who is you? <laughs> like, so imagine oh, imagine somebody got framed in jail and like just decided to end your life because he saw you on TV. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> so look. I love I, I love everybody anime opinion. I will never say you got a shit anime opinion. But can't relate. <laughs> but if somebody <laughs> come to me and tell me that Death Note is like an all time there are certain animes that people hate or people will overrate that I will put I will put my hair on in front of Death Note. I'll put attack on Titan in front of Death Note. Fuck it. I will put goddamn filler episodes of Naruto in front of fucking Death Note. Like that shit is ass. <laughs> it's, it's a two pack. Ooh, of- that's a take. <laughs> like, Ooh, that's a take. Like, I, I'm I ain't mad at it though. I agree. I would I'm encourage sorry. everybody to. I would encourage everybody who's like Death Note is, is a good show. Rewatch that shit. Go back and rewatch it all the way through. And this is y'all know especially me. After bro. L dies, especially y'all after know me. Y'all know me, and anybody who listens to this podcast and my homies know me. 
Do I set expectations for myself when it comes to this shit, dog? You don't. I don't. I do not set expectations. I do not go in there saying this shit better be fire. I always set my expectations to a minimum. If you can't meet that shit, wrap it up, dog. None of us told they trail about Death Note. Nobody. I just decided to watch it because I always want to. If I binge watch some some real nigga shit like Hi Hugh, Odd Taxi, them two. Everything else I watch was kind of ass. Like if I watch some real nigga shit. Like I'm a, I'm a always gonna want to watch a classic. Like, like I did the shit with Trigun. I did the shit with, with um, with uh, fuck. What's some other Bleach? Like Bleach. I like when Cam was watching Haikyuu, I was watching Bleach on the other television, bro. Like we, the, the, the fucking realness that was in that fucking room when I had to sleep on Cam's floor. That 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 was real anime right there, bro. That was real, real fucking anime. In there. Was real. There's nothing but classics. It, 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 that 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 shit right there. If the anime gods is watching, they blessed us that day. They blessed us that day, bro. But the moment that I was in here after watching some fire shit, and I put Death Note on my TV, shit just been going wrong. I'm not even gonna cap. Shit haven't even been the same no more. I haven't been waking up on alarms. Like like I, like, I just it just you know I get I, it, it took me a while to get a sale at work. I was like after watching Death Note, it took two days before I got on the sale. I'm like it's a cursed anime. Like, <laughs> Niggas say that shit. <laughs> Don't watch like it's it's it's. it's I've been talking for a while. I'm going to shut up. Uh, but I will continue doing this. I probably won't do it next week when I just tell y'all about something that I binge watch. But the week after that, it, it gives me something to talk about when y'all do y'all reading, watching and shit like that. Um, and I'm still going strong of not watching Marvel What If because I keep forgetting. I didn't watch it either. <laughs> I watched it. Um, can, I, I, can I just say a little bit? That shit ahead, sucks. This shit sucks. Oh, this shit like okay. This shit sucks. I know I gotta hit this. I, like I gotta hit this. No. Hey DC, not. that's just tag team what if real quick then. Alright, so this week's episode was <laughs> if Black Panther, aka T'Challa, was Star Lord. So <laughs> what? Fuck, did I even compute? <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> Where's Spider-Man Doctor Strange? That's all I want to see, bro. Even I was like, Man, that's a that. weird what if, but cool. Shout out to being, I think, the last thing to chop. I mean, Chadwick Boseman ever did. Our I will say, I liked his voice. He acting. did a good job. He did a really yeah. great job voice acting. So, but it was, yeah. So, for some odd reason, um, T'Challa wants to see the world as a kid. And then uh, the blue nigga from uh, the blue nigga. Yondu. Yeah, yeah Yondu uh, pulls up and kidnaps this nigga. Randomly. How the fuck you pulling up to Wakanda? I don't give a f- The security in Wakanda ain't no joke, G. Come on. You telling me. And you steal the prince. You nothing from Wakanda? Yes. How? Exactly. Okay, well, the, the, the reason is, is Yandu himself didn't go. He outsourced it to his goons. Yeah, he did. But up. even then, the yeah. goon. Are you telling me some goons got. They got mixed up Wakanda? a black kid with a white kid. Yeah. And they went to Oh, yeah, and then they, they did say, how did you... Because they were supposed to get the real Star-Lord, but they got T'Challa, and they said, how do you mix? What's this boy doing here, boy? <laughs> Literally. So, he said, you know what, fuck it. It's a kid either way. He says, hey, and then T'Challa, young T'Challa, like, I want to see the world. He said, I'm going to show you the universe. So, pretty much, T'Challa became that nigga. He became Star-Lord. Beat Thanos solo. 
That pissed me off. They nerfed the this, fuck. Oh, they super nerfed Thanos, bro. That pissed me off. That was the stupidest shit in that whole episode, bro. This nigga, they didn't, they off screened it too at that. Yeah. If if it was based around T'Challa as Star Lord fighting Thanos, cool. But mm. he, they off screen him solo and Thanos. He does a whole bunch of other shit. He's pretty much like he has a crew. Thanos is part of his crew, and you know the running joke with Thanos was he talks about, "Hey, if I collect all the stones, I was gonna commit genocide." They and he said, "But it would be efficient." It's like whatever. Yeah, that was funny. I'll say was that fun. was funny because it was funny like, as hell because just people, he would talk yeah. about his plan, and then people were like, "No, you can't use it." It's efficient. It's so, efficient, though. It's efficient. <laughs> that was funny. That was funny. But, yeah. but literally. So then they have a plan to pull up on the uh, the collector, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that happens. Uh, Yandu, like, no, nah, we ain't doing that. The child like, no, nah, nigga, we good, man. We're going to pull up. So they pull up the collector. Oh, you forgot situ- the Nebula, T'Challa, they uh, have a little thing. Yeah, Nebula and T'Challa has a thing. She calls him Cha Cha. That was weird she as hell. Called that nigga Cha Cha. Yes. That, yeah. <laughs> so they pull up. Nebula kind of uses T'Challa as a a way to get in there. Uh, this is the bogus part. So Thanos's goons, the uh, what were they called? The, uh, from, the Black Order. Yeah, the yeah. Black Order were working for the Collector. So they fooled the girl who got. Chopped the bits early and during the uh, Wakanda War on of uh, what you call it, and then the other dude I don't know why happened to uh, Ebony Maul he wasn't there, so they pulled through. T'Challa is looking around trying to find uh, something. He finds a, he finds a Wakandan ship in the collector's uh, vault, or whatever. He looks, he finds a hologram. His father saying, "Hey, I've been looking for you." Whoop the bam. Hey, I love you, my nigga. Come home, <laughs> please. So, uh, T'Challa has an issue with that. Blah blah blah. I think the collector finds out that there chaos chaos ends up happening. So then, this is where we get some fight scenes. They show Thanos fighting the Dark Order. He is struggling. They no, they, they, he's not just struggling. They're working his ass. Bro. They were they working him. him. They were yeah. beating his ass, and I'm like random. What you do to my boy? <laughs> like, why'd you do my boy like this? So I'm like, I'm like, pissed. So then the collect, they, T'Challa has his issues with uh, what to call it because he's like, hey, I wanted to do it by my family. I thought you destroyed Wakanda. He's like, no, nah, man, I lied. You know, I like you, kid. So, <laughs> so they end up fighting the collector. The collector, they beat him. Uh, all the little thingies he collected end up jumping him whatever so ends with t'challa going back to wakanda with his family they pull up his pops like oh i'm glad to see you he says here's my family that been taking care of me oh here's the dude that kidnapped me why the fuck they ain't kill this nigga (laughs) on the spot on the spot g you didn't kill this nigga at all he kidnapped your son you didn't kill him so then, just happy ending. T'Challa and, the, and his crew, and Star Lord crew, and with the Wakanda niggas is just like, what the fuck? So this was hor- This was a very bad episode. 
episode one was decent to me, but this episode was just bad. Primarily because of Thanos. Yeah. Episode one was was okay. This episode, the plot made no sense because the main issue we kind of skimmed over because that's literally the collector plot line was dumb. I don't even know what was the point. They were trying to like feed the universe with this like weird seed thing. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but um, some Robin Hood type stuff. But the, the issue is is that they were trying to play up this Yandu T'Challa relationship, but it makes no sense because if you watch Guardians two, Yandu was called to. He was hired to get all of Ego's kids and bring them to him, and that's why the Ravagers didn't, the other Ravagers didn't mess with him because he broke the code. So in this episode, he basically doesn't care about getting Peter Quill, and he has some random character development where he cares about T'Challa, and because he cares about T'Challa, he doesn't take him back home. But it makes no sense because you only met the nigga for like two seconds, and then you just automatically like him and take him to the see the universe. So it's just weird. And then at the end, they don't resolve the fact that he lied to T'Challa for years. Yeah, he He just forgave him. Like all this time, T'Challa thought Wakanda was destroyed. And we just get that resolved in like five minutes. He comes back to Wakanda and everybody's like, oh, you know, it's nice to meet you. Thank you for taking care of my son. Y'all do even call T'Challa his son, like in the episode. And it makes no sense because... You kidnap the kid for absolutely ass. no reason, ass. and everybody's just cool with. I don't know. They were. It was meant to hype up T'Challa, which I was okay with. I found that portion funny. Like he was a way better Star Lord than uh, Peter Quill, but it, it it felt forced, and I could tell they. I don't. I think moving on with these what ifs, I don't think we should expect much from them. And I don't think we need to really watch. I'm not gonna watch any unless I'm it's like a fire episode. I'm yeah. just I'm yeah. waiting on the Doctor Strange. As that's the only one I want to see is Spider Man is Doctor Strange. It's the only one. Yeah, I'll definitely check those out. But a lot of these seem kind of mid. Like the the plots are they're not well written. Like they're worse. Think of like the worst episode in any of these Disney Plus episodes. Those episodes were better than these What If episodes. What if? We take everything you love about our characters and make them shit. But uh, I want to say this breaking news because watching SummerSlam, this is the weirdest slot this game is going to come out. But WWE 2K22 is coming out March of 2022. That is the weirdest oh. day for a sports game to ever, well, sports, before <laughs> it's like March. It's the weirdest. The weirdest. The only that's thing coming that's... out around the show. Huh? That's normally around the time the show come out. But ain't that ain't that spring ain't that spring training for baseball? Yeah, that's, that's why I said the show will be out show. around that time. So yeah. it's on the road to WrestleMania, but the uh, WrestleMania is like in April fourth next year. So yeah. I don't know. Working on look, man. Time. It is what it is. Uh, Raptors look decent. Yeah. So either way, uh, that's, uh, while we still on superhero shit, Titans for this week. So, as I was previously talking about in last week's episode, Red Hood owns these niggas' souls. You let a teenage kid named Jason Ty own y'all niggas' soul. That's no right. It's funny as hell. So, this week, uh, Dove is mad because she let she blew up Hank pretty much. Connor feels a type of way about himself because he like he feels bad because he failed and failed and all of that. But like they have to tell him like. It's not your fault. 
you technically did the right thing. It's just the white, the blonde white girl acted like a blonde white woman and got him killed. It's not your fault. So they had to boost Connor's self-esteem. Beast Boy's frustrated. Uh, and the funniest part of the episode, Starfire is still going through her mental mental issues. So in the midst of this, she keeps beating up Beast Boy for some stupid reason. She just keeps picking on this nigga. Like, she has a little mental relapse and beats this dude up for no reason. One, she eventually put this, she, to the point where uh, Beast Boy was like, here's a machine that Batman uses to just relax, chill, get his mentals together. He She proceeds to break out said machine. Beat Beast Boy up. Threw him in the, in the trunk of a car and drove off somewhere into the middle of nowhere for some, uh-huh. some odd reason. Literally, and he was just like, "Yo, I give up." And she's like, "No, don't leave. You know, I'm, I'm crazy." Oh, uh, before that, she called her therapist, nigga. And this nigga doesn't care about her mentals at all. He's just trying to get some alien pussy. I feel bad for saying that because Cam's mom is right there. But I just realized that. <laughs> I just realized his mom's right there. But I don't think she heard me. But anyway, so buddy's trying to get some sex. She's just trying to get her mentals together. It's like, yo, what the hell? Uh, in the midst of all of this. Robin is trying to figure out what's going on with Red Hood. So he finds out somebody who was working with him got kidnapped or something. So he tries to save this dude. So he proceeds to... Uh, he's just doing a bunch of stuff. Oh, he... uh, So for some odd reason, uh, Scarecrow breaks out of jail. Red... I mean, uh, Dick Grayson tries to help him. Be like, hey, look, no, nope. I need you real quick. So come here. So I'm helping you break out of jail because I see you breaking out, but I need you because you're going to help me get Red Hood up out of here. So they proceed to... I thought you said again. So they proceed to... Um, I said because I was... I can't uh, DC mute yourself, G. Uh, so you said no, so then I put it in there. But anyway, so... Uh, so Wait, yeah. So, so he kidnaps uh, Red, Scarecrow. Hey, Scarecrow. They go on a major, road trip. Major force now, Chris? Huh? You said Scarecrow is a major player now? Yes. Bro, like, yes. none of this has any right to happen, though. <laughs> That's my problem with this show. These characters have no right to be threats. Major players? They just out here. So, Red Hood. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. I'm keeping Red. So, Dick Grayson and uh, is taking Scarecrow to some forest area. Where he did, where uh, he did his training when he to to be Robin with Batman, so tweaking. So back to Starfire and Beast Boy because their storyline is probably the most engaging part because that brings in uh, that beautiful, beautiful woman known as Blackfire into the fold. So she, so when Blackfire arrived to Earth, she got captured by United States government. How I do not know. That makes no fucking sense. So she's in some containment field bubble thingy that that uh takes her powers away but the only thing she can really do power wise is kinetic uh psychologically linked with starfire which is why she's been having her random mental lapses and shit so starfire says hey let me talk to my sister and see what's up they have a nice little fight scene they beat each other up starfire wins uh they have a conversation with blackfire says i'm the one i always got in trouble walk the bam i'm tired of you you are a bad sister you ain't shit pretty much so, Black is part of the whole episode. So, 
uh, Blackfire, I mean, Starfire leaves, talks to the uh, scientist nigga. He's like, yeah, so we're just going to keep her here. You know, she is, she's not going to escape. There's no way for her to escape. So <laughs> Starfire decides to say, you know what? No, I want to be responsible for my sister who may potentially take over this world, destroy it and cause all a bunch of chaos. So in the midst of this, she takes her sister out the containment field, tells her, hey, Blackfire, get out. I got you. I'm going to take care of you because your ass is tweaking. So we proceed to now see that Blackfire is free and she's probably going to cause chaos after the Red, Red Hood situation. So back to uh, Red Hood and Dick Grayson war. So for some stupid reason, Barbara Gordon wants Dick Grayson to bring Scarecrow back to jail, which I understand. He's a criminal. I want him back in jail, and plus we're using him for uh to help with crimes and shit. We give him free weed, so we're trying to deal's a deal. So, Barbara DeGrace says, no, fuck that. I need him first. You'll get him when you get him. So, in the misses, they they track, for some reason, why is this nigga driving a Maserati as if nobody's going to see and find a Maserati in the middle of a fucking forest? stupidity so red hood pops up and he wants scarecrow because um jason ties fuck with drugs so we see that's going on gotham police pull up to the scene dick grayson and uh jason todd fighting good fight scene and they pretty much having a struggle the sniper in the helicopter shoots dick grayson and then Barbara Gordon says, did you hit somebody? He says, yes, but I don't know who. So Dick Grayson is shot. Red Hood takes Scarecrow and escapes. So now they pretty much about to create some bomb-ass drugs. And then the Titans take another L. So this week's episode is another fucking L for the Titans. Fuck them niggas. So <laughs> that's it for that. Um, uh, think. Oh, we going to... Uh, Dragon Ball Super now. So, uh, this week's chapter was sponsored by Nola Uchiha. <laughs> you said what, uh, Miles? I said Granola Uchiha. Yeah. The, oh the, yeah, uh, Granola Uchiha. Uchiha's yeah. of the Dragon Ball. That nigga low key might have Dragon Uchiha Ball Uchiha universe. Movies. So, because nigga has eye powers and shit. But this week's episode is sponsored by the, the number two, uh, because. <laughs> Once again, we're reminded that Vegeta is number two in this chapter. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with being number two. LeBron is the greatest number two of all time. He's like the most successful number two in the game, though. So you got to put respect on Vegeta's name, bro. And yeah, in terms of anime world, Vegeta is the best number two ever. So why is this nigga the greatest number two ever? He has a nice little fight. He he pretty much was whooping Granola's ass for the first 20 pages. About like the first 20 pages. Then next thing we know, clock is ticking. Vegeta starts talking his shit. He does this. <laughs> which is all cold for. Time to turn that ass whooping around, my boy. Incoming L, bro. Incoming L. And all I'm going to say is this. It started off when he said... I'm about to give you some tough love. That was the first step. That's the first step. I'm going to deliver you some tough love. 
Then he stops and says, because uh, Granola says, oh, so this is your Ultra Instinct power. Is what he says, no, nah, fuck that. I got Ultra Ego. Garbage name, dog. <laughs> Garbage name. Ultra Ego sound like uh, like some shit we would make up in third grade when we drawing our own little OC Dragon Ball Z characters. Like, <laughs> when we used to do those, like, if, if anybody who was, like, OG Dragon Ball fans, Dragon Ball Z fans, we used to do those, like, fan art stuff. Like, you would draw yeah. Majin Vegeta. And you you put the M on his head because it's, like, his M, and then you would put, like, some the different clothes on him and stuff like that, bro. That yeah. sounds like something we would do, like, back in, like, Living Proof or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'd be drawing, we'd be like, this is Ultra Ego Vegeta. <laughs> like... And instead of an M on his head, it's an E. <laughs> Edgy shit, bro. Hey, man, look, bro. Look, man, look. Look, I, look, I, 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 anything I usually try, I usually win in, because that's the goal <laughs> with me. I hate losing, so I'm always going to try something I can win in. But... So I can't really relate to being number two, but Chris can. Chris, to be the number two best player in 2K, how do it feel every time you 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 you, you come up this high? And then you always know there's a person right there, just right there better than you. It's like sometimes you can get that squeaky in of being like, man, it may be this time I can do it. It's never it. It's never it. So you, so in certain ways, you can relate to Vegeta. Like, look, man, like you said, Braun the best number two of all time. When it comes to two K, Chris, you know, one of the best number twos of all time. Though I think Miles is a little bit brother, but Miles don't play no more. But you know, it, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, um, hey, there is success in getting silver medals. Exactly. Look, at least you ain't out here like Shikari. She didn't even get a, she didn't get a round of applause. Oh, man, look at that. Oh. <laughs> that shots my clown. But, <laughs> but uh, in, in, in all seriousness, I would say that uh, this app, like, I, I was not surprised because I remember looking at the spoilers and people overreacted already. And then somebody just shut up. Everybody. They were like, bro, we four chapters in. And then I was like, oh, yeah, we all four chapters here. Like, <laughs> like nobody wins. If, hey, look, if Granola went and got smoked by Vegeta in four chapters. That's all we need to know about that, man. And then, like, if you look at the history of Dragon Ball and how Toriyama write, only technically two, but I would say only one first transformation finished the job, and that was Super Saiyan 1. Uh Gohan technically did it with Super Saiyan 2, but he was acting like a little bitch. So Cell was able to take a body before he went away. Um, but like Ultimate Gohan got fucked. Super Saiyan 3 Goku fucked by Kid Buu. The Super Saiyan 4s until Gogeta. So like, kind of how he do the things. Ultra Instinct fucked like by a, a rubber hose, my nigga. <laughs> so, okay, this my this is my goat I'm talking about. I love Goku, but every time Goku goes Ultra Instinct, he is getting his ass kicked every single time. Dog. So it happens each chapter. Each chapter he goes Ultra Instinct, he is getting mollywhopped. Goku, Goku has never taken a W with Ultra Instinct. Maybe with Moro. Maybe, 
we can, but he went like some type of giant form and tomorrow I can get hazy yeah. for the end. But like in all honesty, like Goku never like that's just the way he writes. I know a lot of people get tired of seeing Vegeta lose, but some of the things y'all ask for in Dragon Ball, this is what happens. Like if a Here's artist, the thing too. You you just brought up the like what I was gonna bring up is that I honest to God feel like and this is like when we call like the Dragon Ball community is so wishy washy is because whenever Toriyama in the past wanted to take a chance with the series, we wanted consistency. Main case in point, Frieza saga. What was supposed to happen in the OG Frieza saga? When Frieza killed Vegeta, that was it. That was the end of his character. Oh, and yeah. supposed to be and it was supposed to be ambiguous whether or not Goku survived Namek blowing up and Dragon Ball was supposed to be done. We wanted more. What happened in the Cell Saga? What did Toriyama want to do? Goku's story is over. I'm going to kill him off. This is going to be Gohan's story from this day and forward. Gohan is the main character. What happened? We want Goku. Bring him back. Now, we get consistent Goku being the hero. Remember, for all my Gohan fans, that was supposed to be Gohan's role. But we wanted Goku back because we couldn't take it. We wanted, we wanted the security of consistency. So now, every, from that day pointing forward, every arc in Dragon Ball has been consistent in what happening. Niggas take L's, but ultimately Goku wins. So now we're in a position again where this arc is staying consistent to what dragon ball is as far as the storytelling as far as these arcs are concerned we could have had something different but you dragon ball fans don't want different you want consistent and vegeta's character is consistent with always being number two always being cocky arrogant and taking l's that's what y'all wanted it's it's true to the character like in all honesty, like that, but that, but that's writing, right? Like, what is like if you write something that's predictable all the time? You're not a writer; you're just fan service at the end of the day. And if you say, "Well, we know Goku always gonna win," it's his fucking show. Like, name another show where other niggas it's win. To be Gohan's, but y'all didn't want that. But <laughs> even if, even if, it, even if Goku fucking fucking punch sail in his bussy. Like, whenever, whenever <laughs> will Goku ever fucking, like, like, he always, it's his show. Name another show when another nigga takes the glory. That, that's what put him a man. He's the, he's the main this character. Is, it's like. This is the only show other than, um, what's this nigga name? DC's favorite show that everybody wants to, everybody but the main character to do something. Fuck them. Like, literally, fuck them. You tell me Ten Shihan's last name. Cause it ain't Shehan. Right. <laughs> so, so, like, fuck the niggas. Bro, the last major moment Tien had was in Dragon Ball. Is Piccolo a demon or a Namekian? Tell me. He was originally care. a demon. Fuck the niggas, bro. <laughs> he was originally a demon. <laughs> this is the shit I'm talking about. Like, bro, fuck the niggas, G. Like, come on, man. Like, niggas, the only time we ever going to see somebody else do some shit. That we gonna 
Oh shit. Sasha Banks really ain't show up to SummerSlam. Woo! Uh Miles, you were saying something. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying like my feelings on the whole the whole kind of chapter with, you know, it's been Gita, as we were saying, he's number two. He's gonna. He's not gonna. He's not gonna finish the job. We only four chapters in. He's not gonna finish the job. I love the transformation. I love the earring. I love the like no eyebrows. You know, channeling his inner god of destruction, doing the same thing that Frieza and Beerus did with the whole. I'm just gonna blow the planet up. Fuck it. Uh, if you don't dodge this, because he said it to Granola, he's like, if you don't dodge this big bang attack, I'm, the fucking planet is gonna get destroyed. And he activated his other Sharing God and just shot that bitch out the air. Easy, because he's fucking. I guess we using eye powers in this bitch now, but like. I mean, I understand the Vegeta fans and everything. They want Vegeta to take W's, and people want to see something different. But it's it's Goku's show. He's the main character. He's going to win. I mean, Goku's going to be the one that ends it all, or it's going to be a mix of both. I mean, the closest thing that we are going to get to somebody else winning the show that's not Goku was what you guys said earlier. The fucking Gohan, and then like in Super, what the fucking Tournament of Power with Android <laughs> with Android, uh. Uh, 17. That's like the closest thing we're gonna get to like it not being all about Goku's transformations. It's just Goku's just gonna step it up and then come back and fucking kick ass. I mean, there's nothing really to say about it. That nigga already can heal himself somewhat, so (laughs) he's just gonna gonna heal himself and go back out there, kick some ass. One thing I did find interesting though, uh, we did in an earlier chapter. Like, kind of, they alluded to the point that the Saiyans have repeated sense that, like, if they take damage, they won't get any stronger. But Vegeta kept saying that, like, as they'll be able to gain more strength from getting their ass kicked again. See that often. But yeah, that's my my that's my viewpoints on the chapter. Fuck or no, he's been. A little bitch. I don't like plot for revenge. This whole plot for revenge is kind of stupid. I feel like he's not even did the freeze is not strong enough to even handle Goku and Vegeta right now. Then they got slapped around by Broly for like straight. So yeah. hey man, it happens to the best of us, man. Look, both of them two niggas get their ass beat by the main bad. Oh. We got duped. Thank God. Whoa! Whoa! I'll just hey. say my little two cents about the chapter real quick. Go ahead. I'm like the, the um, I think the issue with Dragon Ball fans is that they keep complaining about writing. When I'd say Super has been the best writing we've been getting from the Dragon Ball series. By far. By far. And each arc has been pretty creative in how Goku or the Z Fighters get the dub because it's never been the same way. Tournament of Power, it was a three-way fight, 17-1. Some random shit happened at the end of the Goku Black arc. Um, the universe, this uh, Universe 6 tournament, that was <laughs> a weird ending. So it's like, we've been getting a lot of unique storylines. So I don't see why people are complaining. And they should be glad that Vegeta got smacked this early into the arc. Because I'd rather have it happen here than, like, in Tournament of Power where Vegeta got packed up and started crying and and bowed out. So 
there's still more story. Like, that, like, what that's do they, what what do they want? They want him to win. They and want that's... him to win, but it's like, what show are you watching? That's what they want it to be fucking four chapters. They want it to be four chapters. They don't. They want it, they want it to be over right now. Why don't? Why don't we just fucking end the show? We might as well just no, end the show, right? So they, they, the fight each other. One of them dies in the show. Yeah. The reason why they're so adamant in this particular case is because Goku took such a a big L before then. Like he got his ass kicked by Granola, so it would have been an even bigger kind of like accomplishment that like Vegeta was able to beat somebody that Goku wasn't able to defeat at his full strength. So then they could be like, oh, Vegeta's stronger. He's he's stronger than Goku. But it's like, never has, no. never will be. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would not happen. Uh, just the show. I mean, if, we, you, if you stuck with the show to this point, you know this nigga Goku gonna win. You, you just know what's gonna happen. But don't be surprised if Vegeta... You know, play a with fucking uh, God of Destruction kind of energy, and then loses. It's not his show. It's not a. It's not not that it's not about him, but we know who the main character is. And they should be glad he didn't end up like everybody else. You got Gohan, Piccolo, Tenshin. Everybody else is like non-factors. Oh, he's be better than Vegeta. Is be a happy consistent battle Gohan. character. Exactly. <laughs> I'd be I'd be happy if I if I was okay, Vegeta. If he fan. got Gohan. Be that hey, the fucking it. second strongest in your fucking universe. It really, hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with being second best, right, Chris? It's nothing wrong. You sometimes you just gotta humble yourself and accept it, G. You just hey. have to accept it. But uh, before we get into One Piece, because Miles, I know you you need to go. I'll let you go ahead and go on your rant now, because I know you see how to rant a while ago, and I've been meaning to get you on here. So go ahead and get your bars <laughs> off. This rant was a while ago. Uh, what's this about? I'm transferring schools. I had to transfer, right? I'm moving to a new school. It's about, it's about like people, but it's more about like the anime fandom kind of that I have to like deal with because I have to like network and meet new people and shit like that. So I own yeah. a bunch of anime tees, right? I own a bunch of anime tees. I'm always, you know, usually wearing an anime tee, something that they got to do anime related. Right. But like, Having to talk to people about anime fucking sucks. I hate it. I honestly hate talking to people about anime, yep. manga, or anything, or sharing even like sharing my opinions. Because unlike your child that doesn't judge people on their opinions, I will straight up tell you your opinion fucking sucks, bro. You're like that. Whatever you're saying makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like I got in a, I didn't get an argument with somebody, but I just was having like it has to do with Dragon Ball. I was funny one time because like oh, I saw they had a. They had a JoJo shirt on. And I'm the type of guy, you got a shirt on. You know, I remember the days when anime wasn't on TikTok and, like, fucking Instagram and everything. And people weren't really walking around talking about anime like that. So I'd be like, oh, nice shirt. He's like, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, who, like, da -da -da, like, we're just chopping it up and shit like that. I'm like, hey, it's getting good. It's getting good, bro. Then, like, he, sh for instance, this fucking video about, like, the anime teams, they, they, it's like thing on TikTok where you make teams of anime oh, characters. Lame shit. I know exactly. And what like you're talking it's like about. oh, team one, team two, and team three. Yeah. And one of the teams had both Goku and Broly on it, and I was like, oh, that team's fucking destroying everyone else in every other team. It's got fucking Goku and Broly. These niggas can destroy planets. He's like, what do you mean? Jorno clearly is why Goku. Jorno Giovanni is wiping Goku's ass. Like, come on, man. He's beating his. I'm like. Just 
Excuse me? Excuse me. Excuse me. What part of your mind makes you think that Jorno could take on somebody that could fucking destroy universes? Like, I don't understand that. And then that, on top of the fact that I'm starting to realize what people were talking about when they said those, like, not to put anybody down or anything, but those, you know, anime people, they're just a little weird, you know? See, this little... is what you use to capitalize Giano versus Goku. <laughs> so you go by episodes, man. Giano episode whatever did this. So you calculate that times the square root of pi. You put that in, right? Then you go by Goku's power level during the tournament of power. You times that by the root eight. Boom. You got your you got your scratch paper? Because you're gonna need the scratch paper. We don't have no pen. We don't do no pen around here. So you do that, boom, you carry the six. You see that E right there? That E stands for the equilibrium. Damn! That E stands for the equilibrium of, of power that Goku has between those two. So, and don't forget your decimal. You knock it over a few spaces. Boom. Like, it's just, it's just obscene things that I hear come out of people's mouths nowadays. That they, every anime is kind of getting a little... It's got traction. It's getting popular. People are getting into anime. You know, we're talking about Death Note's like kind of intro anime. You're watching these intro level animes, and they get these opinions. It is just like you gotta respect the fucking roots. Like you gotta respect OG shonen. You gotta respect '90s fucking anime to really understand where your fucking show is. I love Jujutsu. Like, I read Jujutsu Kaisen whenever I can, whenever the ch- fucking Gege drops the fucking chapters. I read it all, like, read it, doing a, like, watch analysis videos on it and everything, theory videos and everything. But I respect that that premise of that show has come from another show, which has also come from another show. It's all kind of, it's not like an imitation, but they all kind of build off each other. And these new, newer people in anime don't respect the, like, old gritty you know bare bones anime that you know we all grew up watching maybe it's nostalgia but i just i feel like people don't respect anime nowadays especially the older ones no, they don't. especially from newer fans that was my that that's really my rant and that really just pisses me off i'll be sitting there watching a 90s anime and be like well, why are you watching this fucking animation trash the story's basic i'm like the story of this is the same story as your fucking whatever isekai 12 episode rom-com anime that you think is the best thing ever all right calm the fuck down but yeah that's really uh really what grinds my gears hey i respect that rant my that was my rant i respect it you go. no lies told that's why we are black otaku's other community and not in the community because we don't fuck with that weirdo shit my nigga yes we just don't so so yeah i appreciate you having you on here much love as always i thought we was gonna talk no about problem i'll try to be on here more HD try to be on here more but no this miles is taking off early yeah miles i know but i thought that. that was gonna be miles rant fuck anime fuck them niggas we don't like having to control ass niggas but i thought miles was gonna rant about skyrim remake bro i was getting skyrim remake i'm not even gonna oh, no, yeah. not gonna rent it when- when they said that we was go no more remakes and PS5 and Xbox Series X gonna be right, that's y'all goat gaming company though. It's not mine. Never has been. Never Ooh, Bethesda. That's that's all they troll. What you mean? I don't know where that shit came from. 
But I'll take the <laughs> That's all day trail. But that's the all day trail, bro. I've done my, I've made my transition to PC, and I'm no longer, you know, I'm not gonna get Skyrim on my PC. Bro, I'm I like not my gonna get it. I played it five times. I'm playing Warhammer four thousand. I don't know what y'all talking about. Bro. I'm never touching Skyrim <laughs> again in my life. I play my RTS games, bro. But uh, thank you guys for having me. I will catch you all later. All right, Miles. So, peace. peace. All right. So let's go ahead and get to One Piece. DC. Where my phone at? DC, let's do it. Hey, this was let's talk very, about it. It's been a... <laughs> look, the spoiler's been out for two weeks, and me and DC was like, oh, man, it's going to cause chaos. It was going to cause chaos. But once them detailed summaries dropped Tuesday... Bro, niggas was dissecting translations and trying to niggas trying to was cross. trying to cap yeah, hard bro. for their fave G, and it's okay. Your fave is two C in that crew, and it's fine. It's it is good. fine. It is fine to be number two. That's the mo- that's this episode title already. It's fine it's to fine be number be. two. It's fine. It's okay. Right. We 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 gonna we gonna speed by some stuff, but um, all right. We start the chapter off with Oda talking about how the disparity between the numbers is slowly narrowing down, and they showcase that the Toby Ropo have been defeated, and they show that um they show Black Maria knocked out, who's who, <laughs> knocked the fuck out, and Sasaki knocked out, and um, I will say about that, I don't think neither none of them are out because they're still in their um hybrid forms, and from what we know. Usually they get back up from that, so we 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 gonna see them again. But damn, they gotta hold that. Uh, cut over to Onigashima, still floating, to getting closer to the mainland because you can see the flower capital a little bit in the distance. So things are getting it pretty close to the climax. Seems like Luffy, we see Luffy um, in his fat form, so it seems like he's recovering a, a bit from the uh, Kaido ass whooping. Then we cut over to the Rizo and Fukuro Kuju fight. I really, I super skimmed this. So if y'all ready, y'all can expound upon it. But if not, I'm going to skip it. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, we're skipping this. Then we cut over to, uh, well, we he did say one thing where they're ghosts and they're prepared to die. And we get an update on Kinemon. Kinemon's body. He's just laid out. Then you see... Um, Ashura Doji, he's laid out, and Kiku's laid out. And I don't think they're dead. The fact that he showed their bodies, I don't think they're dead. Yeah, um, so we'll see how Oda plays with that. Maybe the Scabbards will hold on life till Luffy wins, and then they'll pass on. But I'm not convinced that they're dead based off that paneling. Then we cut to some more interesting stuff with uh, Killer versus Hawkins, and, and Killer has been dealing a lot of deadly blows to Hawkins because we see a lot of his straw dolls are negated. And so Hawkins says that uh, I may not have any left and it would have been nice to um, see you unknowingly kill kid, but uh, I, I butchered what he said. But basically saying he, he couldn't help but keep himself, uh, he was trying to stay quiet, but then he revealed that he used kids uh, life force and connected to one of the straw dolls. So now he's trying to see it, how Killer will combat him moving forward, knowing that all the damage that Hawkins takes will cut over to Kid. And then we see Kid falling over. He has a stab wound in his chest. So that's 
for kid fans, that's a good thing because now you see that kid is injured. So if he does any feats with Big Mom, y'all have something that y'all could say that he's nerfed while fighting Big Mom. So I guess that's cool for y'all. But um, I think this is more cool for Killer, uh, seeing how smart he could be, how he could art smart uh, Hawkins in this situation. But we get to the real, you know, the real juicy part of the chapter. And we uh, cut to the live floor. And King and Queen, we get this beautiful double spread of them just washing everybody. And they're basically killing all the people that switched over from Tama's Kibidango. And we see, we see Marco laid out, and he's tired. From... Marco, it seems like King... Marco been working, G. Marco been, been working. Work. I'm not going to disrespect Marco, because he, he healed the entire floor. He fought Big Mom. He fought two commanders. He's been doing a lot, so I don't blame him. But it seems like King overwhelmed him. Uh, but we also get a feat. For your boy Sanji. So while Marco's been down, Sanji has been fighting uh King and Queen by himself in the off screen. So and he's not knocked out, no raid suit. But we we get to see Sanji fall over and he says it is tough dealing with the both of them. So they're both buying time for Zoro to get back in the game. Um the next panel we show Sanji, he kicks Queen, so he's trying to, you know, get their attention to uh be on him. So that further doubles down that Sanji's been holding it down for the past couple minutes while Zoro's been out recovering. Uh, King notifies everybody that they should kill Zoro, don't let him recover. Then we cut over to Pero Sparrow, uh, aiming his arrow at Sanji. Basically a callback to Whole Kick saying that we wouldn't be in this situation if you Jerma guys just married Pudding and died. And then we get <laughs> Nekomomushi coming in the cut, smacking Pero Sparrow completely out of the dome. Don't so, you guys care about Pedro? Man, Pedro. nah. I'm tired of this. I just want either Neko to kill Perospero so we could get rid of this Pedro stuff, or I don't know, because I don't want Neko to die. So Neko's going to definitely handle Perospero. So that was a given. Um, then we cut over to Random Fodder carrying Zoro, trying to get him to safety. King intercepts him, and he uses this new fire conjuring attack. Um, and Marco gets in the way and blocks it. It's the same attack that he used in Marine Ford to block Kizaru. And Marco drops some information saying that he heard rumors of a certain fire conjuring race that lived on top of the Grand Line. Oh, the Red Line. And he says that, that the name King comes from that lineage and it's called King of the Flames. And uh, then we cut over to Oh, yeah, so King and Queen, they regroup, and Marco says that he gives up, and this is more than enough for him. He's done his part. Now it's time for the real stars to emerge. We get a panel of Zoro breaking out of his bandages. Then we cut to, over to an amazing double-page spread of Sanji and Zoro using um, Onigiri and Muten Shot to knock King and Queen back. And the both of them say that if we win this battle, uh, It'll finally be in sight, Luffy becoming the uh, king of the pirates. And that's how the chapter ends. So I'll let y'all say how y'all feel about it. I'll go on my little I'm, cause I'm about to I'm about to peace out because I want to go swimming for the school clothes. Um, but I like this chapter. Um like I I I really I still think I think Oda's just giving false hope with the beginning when they talking about oh the pirate samurai alliance is is like steady gaining numbers. I still think Kaido's going to be like, I, right, I'm done playing games with y'all. It's time to end this shit. Um, 
I, I don't did not give a, a single fuck about the right what's the ninja dude and the dude with the law i did not care about I mean, the interaction that's the at least all. interesting thing going on right now G. I, I don't yeah. care about the suicide scabbards that's what i'm calling them from now on I don't, <laughs> I don't care about them at all so they hold plight whenever they on screen i don't really care about it oh shout to luffy still eating he just don't care um so I, I think the next time I we see yamato she'll be laid out oh, uh, and as far as the Zoro Sanji stuff, I really like it. Like, to me, like, I only hate on Zoro because I, I hate the fan base. It's the same thing with Robin. Like, I hate Robin because I hate the Robin fan base. Um, I hate Zoro. I, I don't, it's not uh, nothing against Zoro. It's all the fan base. Oh, uh, but yeah. one thing I do love seeing is when Zoro and Sanji team up. I think those are some of, like, almost always some of the most dopest and hi- um, hypest moments. Like, when they had saved, I think it was Toko, and you had oh, yeah. that fire shot of them like sanji with his leg up and zoro carrying toko like those moments to me are always good it will always be good because the dynamic between rival characters when they come together to fight together is always hype it's the same thing like in super when you know super saiyan blue kaioken and evolution blue vegeta teamed up against jiren even though it didn't do shit in the end it was still hype to see them pull up together like yeah. it's, it's always hype to see those characters like your your favorites team up so I mean, if the Zoro fan base has a problem with it, man, eh, go. I don't care. At this point, y'all are just. I just at this point, I just pay attention for y'all, to y'all for meme's sake. Y'all are literally a joke to me, um, <laughs> and I'm just gonna enjoy the series for what it is. Uh, so yeah, shout out to One Piece. I'm finna, I'm finna uh, peace out myself. But I will say that my clown, because I don't know if y'all gonna talk about it, is the heavenly, the heavenly controller situation. I don't know all the details about it, but if it is what I saw, it is goofy ass nigga i'll let chris or whoever else has more details into it explain it once y'all get to it but i'm out i'm finna go to the pool this drink ain't hitting (laughs) i thought this drink would hit but this drink ain't hitting so i'm kind of low-key mad about that i will see y'all niggas later all right cam enjoy your vacation g so my thoughts on one this chapter like uh dc i don't really have much else to really add yeah. What DC and Cam already said is just you Zoro niggas just need to accept reality of everything. G, accept reality that Joe Man's is number two, and not only is he number two, but he's two C, bro. He's two C, and it's fine. First nigga get dropped off the roof because he wasn't supposed to be there. <laughs> wasn't he? Wasn't. It's just like how Killer wasn't supposed to be there. Got dropped. But he fell with Big Mom in the game, so it's different. But he wasn't supposed to be there. He was supposed. He's now he's in position where he's supposed to be. If he was where he was supposed to be, Sanji wouldn't be sweating, trying to hold off King and Queen. Marco would be probably the best healthy support you could ever have because you have the the most legendary number two of all time supporting the next generation of number two. But no, it's nothing wrong with that. It's really not. But Zoro needs to learn his place. You fans need to learn your boy's place. It's okay. And it's fine because you know why? 
he's at his proper place now. He's helping 2A fight king and queen. And it's cool. It's dandy. I'm happy for it because this is a great moment. Especially because after that, Zoro and Sanji both admitted that they know their place in the pecking order who's going to be king of the fucking pirates. And that is Monkey D, F, and Luffy, my nigga. Thanks. Because it's his fucking show. It's his day, show. He's the nigga that's going to be Pirate King. Exactly. But, uh, to piggyback off what Chris said... I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slander Zoro in this little rant. I'm just gonna slander the community, uh, not the whole community, but the power scaler parts. Um, in terms of the people that are upset about power scaling for this section of the raid, I just need y'all to calm the hell down. And I'm convinced that you guys don't have sufficient reading comprehension. Y'all have y'all skimmed the series. Because if you watch every arc, there has been times where Oda kind of gets loose with power scaling because him as a writer, that's not his focus. His whole thing is about symbolism, world building, and getting to the crux of the plot of what the story is and doing his best to have the characters be at their best when those narrative climaxes come. That's his main focus. So when it comes to strength, he always makes sure that the characters are strong enough against whatever antagonist that they come in front of. For example, in uh, Ennis Lobby, Zoro and Luffy get washed by Luchi. And then Sanji gets beat by Bluno and Kaku. So they looked hella weak at the beginning of that arc. Then towards the end, they just wash them, bust out new moves and, and destroy them. And if you think about power scaling in that sense, it makes no sense that they should have gotten that strong. But how Oda writes is that they're pirates. So there is no like martial arts, you know, spirit or fighting spirit or train. That is, it's not that type of show. So you shouldn't expect some Naruto level explanation or Hunter Hunter level explanation of how someone got stronger. It's not that type of show. Marineford, another example. Marco was zipping around smacking admirals and and Crocodile was fighting Akainu and, and Mihawk. Like, it was... If you have narrative weight, you're going to do a lot in the story. So for you guys that was talking shit about Sanji and all these other characters, you're silly. And you're ignoring what Oda has set up to this point. Oda had to go out his way to write an SBS saying, oh, Sanji is... Zoro and Sanji are the wings of the Pirate King. Three chapters straight, he had to tell y'all niggas that that Sanji is important and he's that nigga. Not only by Robin, not only by uh, Marco, uh, also by other characters in the background. Even Black Maria said, oh, is this guy supposed to be your number two? So it's like, get with the program. So they're here. They're fighting two commanders. They're fighting people that's over a billion. Yes, Luffy fought Katakuri last arc, and he had his troubles with that but in the story it's been proven that Zoro and Sanji are not that far behind Luffy so just get out your ass deal with it Zoro's number two it's not killing Kaido because it's it's called One Piece not World's Greatest Swordsman I don't know how many times I gotta keep telling y'all that this isn't a sword manga we don't care about black 
Zoro becoming the world's strongest swordsman and all this Black Blade stuff adds nothing to what we want to know about the Void Century and the One Piece. So, as far as I know, that solidifies him as number two. He'll never be top in the verse because that nigga does not want to be pirate. He's a subordinate at the end of the day. That's all I got to say. But um, after this chapter, I will say, uh, I don't know if you saw the new uh, theory that's been buzzing around the community. I'll put it in the uh, chat. But um, it's crazy good. So all the theory niggas is coming back. So I've been enjoying One Piece a lot lately because the power scalers are filtering fading, their way out. Fading away. Fading away. Just, and and they're like, oh, One Piece is ass. And I'm like, bro, it, fights were never the point. If you watch Skypea, it was barely any, like, one-on-ones. But that's one of my favorite arcs because so much lore was introduced in that. Zoe was one of the best arcs and nobody fought in that shit. So if you, if you watch One Piece, like me and Chris... You don't get mad when people do certain things. So that's just, you know, a little TED Talk. But that's it for me. I enjoyed yeah. the chapter. Ten yeah, like I said, it was a really decent chapter. And I think we're about to really see a lot what's going on in the next few chapters as well. So crazy um, that's Breeze through news. And we're going to get ready to wrap this episode up and get with our clowns. So uh, news-wise, ain't much going on. Saints Row uh, is possibly getting a, re- a reboot. So shout out mm. to that. Um, I'm cool with it as long as Saints Row 2 is getting a reboot because I love Saints Row 2. I'm probably a minority in that. Don't Daytrail uh, hate, uh, or is that Chaz? Yes, both, both of them, both Chaz and Daytrail hate Saints Row 2. <laughs> they both hate it. I think I bought I bought Saints Row 2 for Chaz, <laughs> which is even funny. Well, I didn't buy it, but I had to use my ID and all that, which is funny. It, it's the story today is hilarious. That's why I was like, damn, these niggas really hate it. Um, then uh it's been confirmed that uh on Black Panther 2 that's where they will reveal Riri uh Williams aka uh her net her uh Ironheart right that's yes yeah Ironheart so she's gonna be revealed in Black Panther 2 before her Disney Plus series so that's pretty dope to see how they handle her origin story so that's something to peep. Not much in news this week. It is what it is, but we're going to get ready to clown some niggas because, you know, that's what we do here. So. So, I'm not all in on what's going on with this heavily controlled situation. Uh, He, so, uh, Daytra, do you know? Yes. So, go through this real fast. Because I got something to say regardless on this shit. So, like, through this heavily controller stuff, right, it's all about him pressing himself over a woman who don't want to be pressed. She accused him of that type of stuff. You know, yeah. Like, it blows up when Griffey, a well-known, like, he makes edgy content, real edgy. Yeah. It blows up when he makes something about, you know, abusers, or the accused abusers lying. That when shit get really, really serious. So through anime, Twitter, and all that type of stuff, there's been conversations about this. I want to say, I want to say two things, right? Cancel culture don't exist. It fucking don't. Unless you go to jail or you get Jeffrey Epstein, it don't fucking exist. Jeffrey Epstein is getting choked out by a CIA agent because the president said, fuck that. So unless those two things happen, there's no such thing as getting canceled. 
Yes. Did fucking Bill Cosby get sent to God's nose? I don't know what. Yeah, so technically he been canceled. Statues taken down, stuff like that. Did R. Kelly singing in the shower trying to make sure he not get tucked up by Bubba? Of course. That's considered getting canceled. Did Jeffrey Epstein was trying to eat his prison food? The next thing you know, he got choked out like D on fucking The Wire? Yes. That's getting canceled because his life machine gone. But nigga, you make anime content with around 15,000 viewers. There's 7 billion people in this world. My nigga, 99.9% of these niggas don't give a fuck who you are. Hit the cash app. So you're not canceled. The same niggas who watch your content will be the same niggas who gonna continue watching your content. It's anime niggas. Half of these niggas never seen bitches in real life anyway. And that's my next thing. Anime niggas are lame. This is why I don't watch this shit a lot. I'm not joking when I don't say this shit. It's a different type of culture that these niggas live in, dog. That they don't understand the difference between reality and fiction. That nigga used to call himself the main character. What type of egotistical fake shit is that? Man, who said that? Man, Heavenly Control used to call himself the main character. Like, that's stupid. Like, there's no way... There's no way that, that you can honestly look at this situation and say well you know what they just trying to cancel this nigga well she shouldn't have been flirting with him i go by this clip that i seen when i was a teenager bro and i remember i was a dude who if a girl look at me i'm like bro she probably you know she probably like how chris homie or everybody hates chris the white boy and you in there bro like i used to think (laughs) of a stick figure stick figure and it was to say, if a girl is truly into you, and it said, if a girl buy you a drink at the bar, is she into you? Well, probably not, because she just thinking you're thirsty and she going to get you a drink. If a girl wink at you and lick her lips, is she into you? Well, no, she probably caught something in the eye and lick her lips. If a girl take you to her crib, give you a gawk gawk 3000, and leaving you there senseless, is she into you? We're probably not. She probably was just trying to get, get somebody some head that day. Bro, the nine, the nine times out of ten, how you can tell if a girl is into you is one simple thing. She tells you, I'm into you. If she don't say that, I don't care if she flirting and say, boy, I will, I will, I will wash your balls with my cheeks. Who gives a shit? She ain't into you, dog. Women are like that. They like to play with niggas, especially weak niggas. It's fun to them. Just like how niggas like us, we definitely, definitely like to play with women's feet. Well, some people like to play with females' heads. It's sports. You know, that's just the way it is. That's the dawn of time. So I like that shit. Once y'all, y'all, people defending this, she shouldn't have ever flirted with him. She shouldn't have begin mixed signals. So he should go in off that type of shit. Like, that's how I know you never had a female interaction. And if you did, her insecurities is, is so fucking low that she don't even resemble a female. She just resemble a husk of a person. I don't want to hear that shit, dog. It's fucking lame. It's weird. You can smell the musk from the fucking phone when I'm reading the fucking comments. Like, the shit not nice, dog. It's not cool. Y'all lame as fuck. So, that's all I got to say. And then if anybody got anything to say, you can DM us. I will give you my address. And you will not be home to watch your favorite show the next Saturday, bro. So go ahead, do what you need to do. 
I'm, I'm not capping whatsoever. I will DM you in my address. And you will not be able to watch Tokyo Revengers. So, like, it is what it is, dog. Like, keep it pushing, man. Like, hey, if you got to take a break from anime because you don't know how to, you know, separate this shit, and you starting to call niggas sussy bakas and stuff like that, you already the lowest nigga on the totem pole, and Darwin isn't going to take his place shortly. So, peace. Hey. Nature broke it down. Like I said, that's why, once again, we are black otakus of the culture and not in the culture. Plain and simple. Uh, but my clown, once again, I don't hate black women. I'm a supporter of uh, women of all. But Shikari Richardson, G, you got to hold that L. I'm not going to sit and say, say I was one of those people saying... Oh, she should have raced in the Olympics. Who cares? And all that. It's just a little weed. Yeah, it is what it is. But she's a grown-ass adult. She knew what she was going on. Plus, she has her own morning to do. A month later, she comes back to do a little track meet. World-known track meet where all the girls who were in the Olympics were there. Especially them three Jamaican girls who are fast as shit. And Shikari says, I'm about to join y'all niggas. Because you know what? I'm that. You know, I'm about to come dust all y'all ass. I'm back. Whop the bam. Nothing wrong with being cocky. It's nothing wrong with none of that. But when you place ninth, as in last, and everybody's just dashing and dusting your ass, we got to have a dialogue about all the caping that some mugs did. And also, I'm also giving the clown to the new age niggas as i like calling them niggas who learned they were black when they went to college or the niggas who didn't realize they were black until they stepped foot in uh hbcu because you niggas are part of the problem and also kind of gassed her ass up because once them because for one accountability but that's a different subject in a different day and also for just making it seem like it's okay to fuck up and not follow sporting guidelines no matter how bullshit they are towards black people but point is this you finishing last when i myself personally say oh she she might at the very least place third like she might beat one of them but not she ain't beating all uh two two of the three but when you lose to the fourth place fifth place six seven eight place and all i see is everybody just dashing your ass then we have a problem and then you get on, then NBC bogus as hell for this too, but at the same time, you get on the mic to talk a gang of shit, and those same Jamaican girls, women, proceed to walk by and just have that troll look. It's like when you see your, it's like seeing the girls that beat your ass walk by, but you you on camera talking crazy, and they walk by like, yo, you got a lot of nerve. That's the issue. <laughs> Shikari do better. I don't think you was training at all. I understand you was mourning the loss of your mother. All of that, that's well-deserved. Take your time, take your peace. But you could have waited next year if you felt you wasn't ready. Because to me, this is just me looking. You you had fresh legs because them girls were just coming from the Olympics. But you wasn't ready. You wasn't ready at all. You wasn't training. It seemed like you was doing all them fucking commercials. Nike cap for you. Kanye cap for you. You on social media talking crazy. 
and then this. Oh, and going to parties and all that, because now you're a black celebrity now. So, of course, you go to parties with the baby and shit. So, all that shit, and you do this. Because at this point, it looks like we need to start giving the promo that she's been getting to get to them uh, Jamaican women just as much. Like th- we used to do Usain Bolt, because them girls is fast as shit, especially that Elaine chick. She's fast as shit. She ran 10.5 in 100 meters. That's as fast as hell. So, be a cl- you're a clown right now, and I hate to do this. I love black women, so if you once again, there's no hate, and also, all athletes gonna get these jokes. Same people that probably be cracking jokes on LeBron each time he fucking loses a regular season game are the same ones capping for it right now. So, it is what it is. Your your whole ass goofy right now. You got a lot of redeeming to do. So, hey. But DC, you got a clown before we wrap up? Uh, no. All right, cool. So we're going to wrap this episode up. Uh, Excuse me. We appreciate you guys for listening as always. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at The Black Otakus. The one and only The Black Otakus. And make sure you copy some merch at utweekmedia.net. Free TM ships. Free shipping is always active. Um, Also, please... If you're on YouTube, like, comment, subscribe, and share. If you uh, listen to us, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Pod, Google Pod, whatever, like if you can, heart, whatever it is, and share. And subscribe, but share. Share the shit. You rock with us. Share. Thanks for listening as always. Peace. Peace out. All right. Cool. Oh, bro.